Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologus. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Paleologus along with Ray Lance and one of our very special favorite guests of all time that I'll let you introduce. I just want to thank our listening audience this Sunday morning for joining us. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. So let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Do you like to watch soap operas? Do you like gossip? Do you like scandal? Yes, well, yes, today yes. We're yes. going to talk about family feuds today. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of family feuds, I have my family spouse with me this morning. <laughs> so good morning, Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning. And why does family feuds remind you of me? Yeah. Well, it doesn't really. It was just a little joke to get people listening to our special show. But we are going to be talking about family feuds. Do you have fights in your family? Do you have relatives that... You really don't care about particularly. Um, we have seen some amazing things, both me and my practice. And I know, Tenny, you've seen some really unusual, strange, funny, weird, screwed up family situations, haven't you? Oh, far too many. <laughs> you know, oh. one of the things that I've said all the time is that there really isn't any such thing as a normal family, is there? Well, no, but you know what? When you just were talking about that, it reminds me that we have a wonderful family. We really don't have a lot of feuds. Yeah, I like most of my relatives. I'm not sure about if I like all of your relatives. I don't have hardly any left. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's a good you thing. You love my brother and sister in law. I do love your brother and sister in law, yes. But uh, we all have strangeness in our families, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> but family feuds are really a serious thing. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it always has to do with one subject. What do people get upset about most, Tenny? What do people fight about most, do you suppose? Money and things. Money. It's always about the money. Do you know what the number one reason for divorce is in this country, Phil? M -m 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 money money absolutely money honey so what we try to do on usa wealth group every week and with money wise is to show you things that you can do to be more prepared about money to make better decisions about money to be better prepared for retirement but money is the thing that is most distressing to most people it causes pressure in a marriage it causes pressure in a family but here's the really interesting part Wait until somebody in the family dies and watch the disputes about money. It's like uh, vultures or buzzards, you know, coming on top of a dead carcass, literally, isn't it, Tenny? Yes, unfortunately, it often is. Well, there's good things to say about families and there's tough things to say about families. Michael J. Fox, for example, said, family is not an important thing, it is everything. On the other hand, George Bernard Shaw said, if you cannot get rid of the family's skeleton, you may as well make it dance. Speaking of dancing, did you ever see Zorba the Greek? Of course. Do you remember the scene where the old lady is dying and they think she's dead and then they all come in and start going through all of her things, taking them and she wakes up? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Not so soon. <laughs> well, Tenny, what's the show uh, when uh, they're saying... 
It's, it's a plague. It's bring out the dead, bring out your dead. Oh, and they're throwing the, the bodies on the carts. What's that show? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's... Um, it's it's been in a series of movies. Right. Oh, that's terrible. I can't remember. And they throw one of the corpses on top of the cart, and the guy says, "I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet." <laughs> well, I can tell you one story that I remember. Um, it goes back probably about 15 years. I got a call on a Friday. It came out of Vermont, and it was for somebody that the firm had done a trust for. And the gentleman said, "Well." My father's in the hospital, and he's not going to make it through the night. So we had a few questions we wanted to ask about his trust. Oh, God. Oh, and I'm no. saying to myself, what? Aye, aye, aye. What? You can't wait until he passes away before you want to ask the questions? Wow. <laughs> That's not unusual, Ray. I get many of those oh, still. no. Oh, yeah. People are, people are most concerned about the money, unfortunately. So... We're going to be talking this morning not about some of these, not only about some of these funny stories and unusual stories, but we're also going to be talking about what can you do if you think that somebody in your family just really doesn't care about you, or they only care about your money. So how can you reward them or not reward them? Right, Tenny? Yes. Uh, the proper documents, as we always say, can avoid a lot of this. And I'm going to give you lots of quotes because, gosh, so many people have read, written so many things about uh, family. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald said, family quarrels are bitter things. They don't go according to any rules. They're not like aches or wounds. They're more like splits in the skin that won't heal because there's not enough material. Ooh. Very colorful description of family disputes. We're going to be talking about some famous people. We're going to be talking about some local people. So we're here this morning with attorney Tenny Lance. Uh, she's the principal owner of Lance Law, Inc. And Tenny, tell folks where you're located and what your phone number is. We are at 352 Fonts Corner Road. And most people know that best by the buildings that are across the street from us, the, the University of Massachusetts School of Law and the Vanity Fair Outlet. So we are right across the street from those. Our phone number is 508-998-8800. Well, thank you for being with us this morning. Family feuds uh, can be funny. Uh, they can be tough. They can result in people not speaking to each other for long periods of time or maybe not even being accepted into the family. So, Tenny, here's a question for you since you like British history so much and current recent British history. This was a famous British uh, person, personage, who said, family is the most important thing in the world. She's no longer alive. Is that Margaret Thatcher again? No, this was actually Princess Diana. Ah, And yes. think about her for a minute. She never felt accepted into the British royal family, did she? Wow. Uh, no. No, it was an unfortunate situation. Yes, she always sad. felt like an outsider, but she said, family is the most important thing in the world. So let's go back and talk about, well, do you want to talk about my family or your family first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can talk a little bit about my family. Okay. When um, my mom died and we had to clean out her house, actually it was before she died, she was in the nursing home for seven years and we lost her house. Um, my brother came up from North Carolina, and he took 
um, virtually everything of value. <laughs> all of the antique furniture, all the clocks that my father had handmade. And he oh. took my mother's, actually my grandmother's set of dishes. Well, that's that was all right. I mean, I'm not really a person for things. So... Years went by, and my daughter grew older, and she kept saying, when are you going to ask Uncle Dick about those dishes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she wanted them. Sure. They were my grandmother's. Yeah. And I kept saying, it's, it's not worth creating a feud about dishes. It's much more important to me to have a good relationship with my brother than to have dishes. And Catherine was always a little angry about that. She wanted them. Well, finally, one time, my brother came up from North Carolina with his car full of the dishes. He said, I've been waiting for Catherine to get old enough so that she would have a place of her own. And here are the dishes, and everybody was thrilled and and happy. But it's really, were you surprised? I was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen to them because... On his side of the family, yeah. there really are no females. No. What, what did your daughter say, or what was her reaction? Catherine's reaction was sort of, it's about time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Catherine doesn't always listen to the show, so we can talk about her, right? <laughs> but, you know, family disputes and family feuds happen in every single family. And often it's about little things and small things. And if you're listening right now and you have a favorite aunt or a favorite cousin that you haven't seen for a while, maybe you should pay a visit because here's a little story I'll share with you. Uh, I have a client that we've had uh, relationships with for 20 years or more, I suppose, and she didn't have children. Her husband died, and when her husband was alive, she, they would get family visits from some nephews and nieces. But after the husband died, those visits became fewer and fewer to the extent that they don't visit her at all anymore. And she's worth a fair amount of money. So guess what? She's changed her documents. She went to Tenney and the law firm, and she said, I no longer want these nephews and nieces to receive anything Mm -hmm. because they don't really care about me anymore. Right. So if you do care about somebody, and it's not just about the money, obviously, take the time to visit and take the time to talk to people because if you don't, then things may change. Sure. But, um, Tony, let's talk about some of the disputes. I think you've seen disputes that people have sometimes fought about brooms and shovels and things of that nature, haven't you? Well, certainly, I, the one I remember best, um, a mother and her daughter, um, we had to put in a separate conference room uh, because they were arguing about the yellow chair in the living room. And this went on for a goodly amount of time, maybe an hour and a half. So you couldn't um, have them in the same room? Is that what you're saying? Right. Um, and and they were arguing with others, and, and it was just a very sad situation. Why is a yellow chair more important than their relationship with each other? Yes. And how can some of these things be avoided or prevented, Tony? Like what kind of documents? What are the basic documents? Uh, is it a will and a trust primarily where people might specify where they want personal things to go? Well, yes. Our living trust is a good example of how to uh, make sure that this problem doesn't happen in advance. Our living trusts allow personal property, which is often what people argue about, 
such things as jewelry and dishes and so forth, we actually assign all of the personal property to the trust. The folks who are doing their trust sign an assignment form. Therefore, the trust owns everything, and the trust provides that they can leave a list, and that list will specify in great detail where they want their personal property to go. And so it is part of the enforceable trust that their personal property will be distributed to the people they want things to go to. Well, so having those things spelled out in detail is really important, isn't it, then? It certainly is. Our documents also include another clause, which most everybody seems very happy with. It's called the No Contest Clause. And what that says is that if you expected something from an inheritance and you didn't get it or you didn't get as much as you thought you should, then if you protest it, if you bring a court action, you get nothing. Mm. Off with your head. Wow. So that's what you call the off with their head clause? Yes, it's actually called the no contest. The Alice, oh, oh, okay. The Alice in Wonderland yes, <laughs> syndrome. <absolutely. laughs> well, yep. ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you a true story about off with their head. Do you remember Ted Williams? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that story. So when uh, Ted Williams died, uh, he was frozen in two pieces. I know. He was decapitated by surgeons at the cryonics company where his body was then suspended in liquid nitrogen, and several samples of his DNA were, uh, again, later reported missing. But there was a fight in the family about what to do with his body, and... Part of the family wanted him frozen. I guess guess it was his son, wasn't it, that wanted him frozen? Yeah, it was convoluted. With the expectation that maybe with advances in science, they'd be able to recreate his, uh, reproduce his DNA and right. recreate his body and create a new Ted Williams. Yeah. It was really oh, gross. It was gruesome. bizarre. Why did they decapitate him? Uh, I'm not sure why. I guess maybe one person wanted the head and the other one wanted oh, the body frozen. God. <laughs> well, this is... But this is a true story when you, we joke and talk about off with their heads clause. It's gruesome. How about uh, Casey Kasem and that terrible yes. ordeal? Sure. You know, uh, they, you can't even die in peace anymore? Well, family feuds are really serious. Um, take the example of what to do with disposing of the person's remains. Let's say the person said, I don't want to be displayed in a casket in a funeral home. I just want to be cremated. The next of kin is really the person who's going to make the decision. So if the person is married, it's going to be the spouse, for example, or it could be the children potentially fighting about what's the best way to dispose of poor old dad. Right. And we get lots of calls in the office, amazingly enough, from one side of the family or the other and said, what can we do to enforce the fact that we want him cremated Mm. and the sister doesn't? Ah, and how do you handle something like that? That's interesting. Uh, In general, it's the person who has been named in the will or trust who has the right to to decide. But importantly, you should make sure that that is spelled out well before you go. Now, you have documents that people can use that would let them write out their wishes, right, Tenny? Absolutely. We have included in our 
notebook that we provide everyone who does a living trust, we have a form for funeral and burial instructions so that it's very clear what you want done with it yourself. So you can specify, for example, that you want the Star Spangled Banner played at your funeral so that everybody will have to stand up at attention, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not what I want, but a good idea. No, but why can't you couple a, a few things? You could say, look, here's my funeral and burial instructions. This is what I want done. And by the way, if you don't follow my wishes, then my trust has a special clause <laughs> that says you get nothing. Well, you could do that if they were that concerned about it. You could. And you mentioned sometimes, for example, that you can have a clause in a trust document that says you're leaving money for a child, but only if they have finished their college degree. Yes. Um, our trust can provide for all sorts of little innuendos like that. Um, if they get a job, then they get their money uh, outright instead of held in trust. If they get a college degree or an advanced degree, or if they have some sort of substance abuse problem, if they go into treatment, then they can have their funds released. All those things can be built into the trust document. Well, briefly back to Ted Williams, because it's such an interesting, although a horrific story at the same time. We should follow up and find out what happened because I was reading the story and it said that um, his head was separated from his body. They were stored separately in cryogenic tanks. His body was um, put into a nine-foot cylindrical steel tank and it stands upright without the head. And then the head was stored in a separate container. And as we're talking, ladies and gentlemen, you wouldn't believe the faces that Tenny and Phil are making here because it was really a gruesome thing. But then there was a dispute because his son, John Henry, didn't pay the bill uh, for the the freezing process. What do you mean his son, John Henry? He had a son, John Henry. Not the John Henry of the Boston Red Sox. No, no, different John Henry. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, different, I, different I John thought Henry. the same thing. I said, <laughs> no, wait good. A minute. Thank you for clarifying that. Oh, no, this is minute. not the Red Sox's John uh, Henry. Uh, and he had a daughter, Claudia, and they couldn't agree on who was paying who for the bills. Was. Right, right. Now, and so we ought to find out the outcome of that. And did they end up uh, taking him out of the freezing tank and burying his remains? That we need to find out what happened ultimately. We should, and I have an interesting story that um, is along the same line. Um, there is a family that is uh, has us uh, as their lawyers, and there were three children. Uh, two of them lived in the New Bedford area, and one lived in Florida, and the mother lived in Florida. And they did not get along all that well. Um, and when the mother died, the sister in Florida, where the mother was, had her shipped home for burial, but they had her shipped, she had her shipped home in a rented coffin, COD on delivery to the brother and sister. I didn't even know there was such a thing. (laughs) A rented coffin, COD? Yes. No love lost in that family. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) So family feuds are real, and really you need to know who you want to benefit in your family, and more importantly, who you don't want to benefit. And uh, I saw a situation just recently where we ended up having uh, a a modification that we referred over to you. There were two daughters, and the mother wasn't happy with one of the daughters, and she wanted a change made to leave all the jewelry that she owned to one particular daughter but not to the other. So these things happen in every single family. By the way, Oscar Wilde, uh, the famous English writer, once said, 
After a good dinner, one can forgive anybody, even one's own relations. <laughs> and I have to give you one more, which is, is an anonymous one. It says, families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. <laughs> so, Pinucci. Family, <laughs> this is the Panucci family. <laughs> I like that. Oh, by the way, they're Italian. <laughs> well... You know, it, it is important to plan. It is important to state what your wishes are. Um, now, Tenny, in your forms and your documents that you do at Lance Law, do you even have a document where somebody can uh, fill out all the particulars of their funeral service or even write their own obituary? Yes. As I said, we have uh, funeral and burial instruction forms, and it goes to some degree of depth about what you'd like said at your service or what songs you would like played or somebody singing or a particular quote that you would like and particularly what you want done with your body. Well, um, famous families, regular families, ask yourself your own question about your own family if you're listening this morning, ladies and gentlemen. How is your own family? Do you have somebody in your family that you'd rather not talk about or that you want to specifically benefit, or somebody that you want to disinherit, for example. You can make all those choices, can't you, Tenny? Yes. What I think is um, often very, very sad is that the people who tend to be the most greedy and the people who um, make all the fuss after a death are often the people who couldn't have paid less attention to the particular relative prior to death. We have many, many situations where one, maybe two of the siblings have taken great care of the parent, spent a lot of time, a lot of their interest on making sure the parent was comfortable and well taken care of. And then the poor parent dies. And the folks who have not shown up for a year and a half are the first to want to come in and fight about who gets the money. Well, we see it all the time. We see it on Downton Abbey. We see it on soap operas. We see it in the lives of the rich and famous. Remember Leona Helmsley, Tenney, in New York? Oh, and her poor little doggie. She was the hotel queen. She was a billionaire, owned lots of hotels. She was called the queen of mean because she had a reputation for being really a nasty kind of a person. Well, her meanness apparently followed her even in her afterlife. When she died in 2007... She left more money to her dog, which was a Maltese terrier, a little white fluffy dog. Uh, the dog's name, by the way, was Trouble. <laughs> and she left Trouble $12 million, which is more than she left to her grandchildren. Well, uh, several of her grandchildren got absolutely nothing, as a matter of fact. And the other grandchildren received uh, $10 million each. But again, with a proviso that they had to visit her grave uh, every single year in the grave of their father, at least once a year. Anyways, these provisions that she wrote were so bizarre that they took it to court, and the uh, judge ended up saying the dog didn't really need $12 million to live on oh. for the rest of the dog's natural life. And so that was cut back. Um, so <laughs> Trouble had some trouble, but got some money. You know, I, uh, Celeste and I had a beautiful time in Florida recently. And in Naples, which is absolutely gorgeous, there are folks walking down this fashionable street. I think we're on Third Street. 
And in the uh, baby carriages are these little poodles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, let me see the baby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, little cat and bunny <laughs> cages that they wheel along. Oh, my. I've actually <laughs> seen that before, but it's probably a little bit more common in some of those areas. Well, you know, we said at the beginning that the problem in families and the family feuds are usually about money of some kind, but uh, family is still important. Uh, Desmond Tutu once said, you don't choose your family. They are God's gift to you as you are to them. So, but not every family is a happy family, and usually if there are problems, it revolves about money. So, Tenny... um, Do you ever have dynasty kind of situations where you see one generation to another generation to another generation? Um, Sometimes grandmas cut off their heirs because they don't like them. Money cannot really buy happiness, does it? And um, No, and uh, another interesting thing that happens in our practice is we will often get people back in one year and then two years later come back again and two years later come back again and each time they're changing their documents because they've either gotten mad at somebody or perhaps somebody did a nice gesture and brought themselves back into good graces. Um, That is one thing about our living trust documents that allows us to do these amendments. Well, let's come back right after the break and talk about that some more because we're going to talk about some things that you can do to protect your family. You can't control from the grave, but boy, you can sure put some conditions into effect. Stay tuned. We'll be right back and talk about family feuds. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We're on WBSM 1420 AM every Sunday morning, the most listened to station in southeastern Massachusetts and the South Coast and We're so pleased that you listen to us on MoneyWise every Sunday morning because we try to bring you the latest information that we can about how to protect your family and how to protect your money. This morning's topic is family feuds. If you like soap operas, if you like stories on television that goes on and talks about family difficulties, boy, every family has some beautiful ones uh, in them, don't they, Tenny? Oh, most families really do have some very sad situations. Uh, You know, to us, you and I, Ray, the most important thing in the world is family. Oh, I thought Uh, it was money. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It is family. Family is the most important. Well, we like to say on uh, USA Wealth Group that our mission is to show you how you can protect your family and how to protect your money. And we always have it in that order on yeah, purpose. Sure. We don't talk about let's protect your money and oh by the way let's protect your family. It's family comes first. So you want to keep harmony in your family. You want to make sure that the people who are most deserving or most in need are taken care of. You want to do it as equally and as equitably as possible. But if you want to do it at all, you really need to make sure you've got some documents in place, don't you, Tenny? Yes. Absolutely important to make sure that you have legal documents that will provide for you while you are alive if you should become incapacitated. And those would be things like durable powers of attorney for property and health care powers of attorney and documents that are going to take place uh, or take effect after your death, such as a trust 
um, more importantly than a will. A trust is a more flexible document than a will is. So all of these things are important for you to have in place. And I guess the most important word in trust is trust. You have to name somebody to handle your trust for you that you actually have trust in, don't you? Yes, people uh, tend not to realize that the trusts that we do are written during somebody's lifetime mainly to take effect upon death. And the trust does not die just because a person dies. It uh, continues on in time and is administered by whoever you name as your successor trustee until everything in that trust is distributed and the trust is empty. And that's when the trust goes away. Well, there's so many notable examples of uh, famous families that are in the news, uh, like Brooke Astor, who's a New York socialite, and she basically said that motherhood wasn't her strongest suit. And so when her only son, her only son, Anthony Marshall, was young, she shipped him off to boarding school. She just didn't want to be bothered with him. And then Marshall, when he got older, wasn't a very nice person himself. Uh, His son filed a lawsuit demanding that Marshall be removed as guardian for Grandma Brooke Astor. So it sort of came around full circle. She didn't take care of her own son, uh, and then his son ended up suing her son to be uh, be named guardian for her. And he claimed that too much money had been given away by Brooke Astor. So the rich fight about money, the poor fight about money, Everybody in between fights about money. One of my very favorite movies, as you know, Sound of Music, where the baroness is about to marry the captain, and uh, the friend says, well, what are you going to do with all of these seven children? You're not much of a mother. And she said, haven't you ever heard of this wonderful thing called a boarding school? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The baroness loses out in the end. Phil, did you ever hear of, or maybe I should ask you, have you ever had a drink of Gallo wine? Long time ago. Long time ago for me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a very famous vineyard in this country. Oh, yeah. Ernest and Julio Gallo, who had the Gallo Vineyards, the largest winemaking operation in the world at one point in time. Well, they had a third brother, Joseph, and during the Great Depression, he became a ward of the two older brothers. Um, after the now that you like this one, after there was an apparent murder suicide in which their father shot their mother and then turned the trigger on himself, Ooh, nice. so family feuds wow. and rich families. Um, but prohibition was ending, and they began making cheap wine from the family's vineyards in California. But um, Joseph and Ernest Gallo, excuse me, Ernest and Julio Gallo had this brother Joseph, and Joseph felt like he wasn't getting his fair share that he was being denied access. Uh, He became a dairy farmer, but he ended up suing the family because he thought he wasn't getting his share of the Gallo winery and vineyard business. Mm -hmm. So many, many, many famous people, many famous stories to tell. Um, Tenny, we've talked about the fact that you can do a trust, you can do a will, you can spell out where your property is going to go. You can leave a list, which I guess is incorporated into the trust, of where you want particular items of personal property. So you have people come back from time to time and make changes in those documents? Oh yes, they come back fairly often. Um, And that is the nice thing about our documents is that 
uh, most of them are amendable and restatable and so forth. So if things change in your family, and they're very likely to, then you can make amendments and, and changes. Well, you know, there's we see uh, vengeance and jealousy sometimes in families, too, in family feuds. And Mahatma Gandhi once said, an eye for an eye will only make the whole world blind, which is a pretty wise statement. So revenge doesn't do it, and getting even with somebody doesn't do it. But if you have a need to make special arrangements for special people, you can do that as well. Um, Have you seen situations in which people have said they'd rather leave their property to a charity than to their family because they don't like their family? Not terribly often, but yes. Um, What we have in our trust is the initial distribution pattern, usually to children. Um, But after the children, if they should be predeceased, then a lot of people will say, well, rather than have it go to my great nephew who hasn't seen me in seven years, I think I'll leave everything to the American Cancer Society or to the Veterans Organization, something like that. So a lot of people are not very close with their extended family and want to leave something to charity instead. So we've talked a lot about situations in which somebody may leave something one way or another in their will or in their trust, but I would imagine you've seen situations during lifetime when you may have one child who's trying to exert more influence uh, over the mother, let's say, and really to the detriment of other siblings. Um, I know I've seen a situation in which uh, there was a mother who lived in this immediate area, but she had a son on the Cape who always seemed to need a lot of money. And I remember there was a $50,000 loan for his business, and then there was something else. But clearly this one child was trying to use the resources of the mother for his own benefit. Um, have you seen situations like that yourself? Oh, often, unfortunately. We, we have so many clients, it's um, difficult to describe all of them. But one poor old woman, I remember, um, had come in to change her, her will uh, because the niece who had been living with her had drained her of absolutely everything. Um, Every bit of her financial assets had had her place a reverse mortgage on her house and had drained all that. And there was virtually nothing left, but what was left, the lady did not want to leave to this person. So it was a very sad story. What about friends? Do friends ever receive something? You know, if somebody's a really close, good friend, sure, you ever get that? Oh, sure. You do. Um, we had somebody in the office just a few days ago, this lovely older lady, um, a real crusty soul, very interesting, very with it, but physically incapacitated. Um, she has stepchildren, and the stepchildren never pay any attention to her. Never, ever, ever. The neighbors are the ones who come in when she falls to make sure that she's up off the floor and safe and sound. They're bringing her to her doctor's appointments, all those sorts of things. This lady is going to leave everything to those neighbors. The heck with the stepchildren. How interesting. That's nice. And that's a true story. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. Well, I I think, Tenny, that in our trust, we should leave something to fill. (laughs) 
I think that's a fine idea. I know he'd make good use of it. But he needs a baby carriage. (laughs) (laughs) How about our cats? Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, we're coming full circle here this morning, aren't we? (laughs) By the way, your trust can contain pet provisions. It does? Very important. It can? Oh, absolutely. My daughter has left money in her trust so her friend will take care of her cat. Feed the cat and okay. bring it to the vet and sure. all those sorts of things. And meanwhile, her husband doesn't like the cat. It's <laughs> <laughs> so obviously why she's providing for it. <laughs> oh, okay. I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> I'd like to remind folks that uh, we're listening to Money Wise and brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. At USA Wealth Group, we do some really interesting things, and they're a lot of fun. It's very creative. We We show people, as we talked about, how to protect their family and how to protect their money. But we do a lot of work with um, things such as life insurance and fixed indexed annuities, uh, which are designed so the principal won't be reduced. Uh, Sometimes they have bonuses up front. And you can make very good returns without having any risk of principal. You don't lose your principal. And if we can help you in any of those very important areas, Give us a call at 508-998-8858 or visit us also on our website, usawealthgroup.com. And we're happy to give you information. We do a great deal of work in Social Security, mm-hmm. making recommendations about when to take it, how to take it, how to maximize it, how not to pay more taxes on Social Security than you absolutely have to. Oh, yeah. So give us a call and uh, we'd be happy to meet with you pretty much any time. Leo Tolstoy, famous Russian author, novelist, said, All happy families are alike. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Oh, he should know. (laughs) Yes, he should. True. Uh, The deep, dark secrets in those families. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we like to tell lots of stories, but we see lots of stories, and at the beginning of the hour, I mentioned that there really isn't any such thing as a normal family. Every family has issues, and it's how you make provisions that will determine whether they're going to be happy at the end. One of the things that I think is really important to prevent family feuds is treat your children equally. I can remember several situations in which people have sat down and said, Well, we have three children. One son is doing really well. He's worth several millions of dollars. The other two are doing okay. So what we want to do is leave all of our money to the two children who are not doing well because they're going to need it more, and the other child doing well doesn't need it. And I've always said very consistently, don't do that. Mm -hmm. If you do that, all you're going to do is create resentment amongst your children. If you treat them equally and start out with the principle of equality, then nobody can complain. If the wealthy child doesn't need the money and doesn't want it, he can say, I'm going to waive my share and let the others get it. But treat them equally so you're remembering them equally. Do you agree with that principle, Tenny? Yes, and there's another procedure that we can recommend to people to avoid feuds afterward, especially with personal property, such things as jewelry and household items. Often that's what people feud about. Um, And so do this before you are gone. Sit down with your children, ask them which items they might like, and put them on a list and make certain that everybody is aware of it. 
um, add them to your trust documents. And if there are things that are, um, are wanted by more than one child, create a system where there can be an even and equitable distribution. Uh, some people use straws. Draw the short straw and you get the particular plate that you wanted. So set things in place ahead of time. People often will ask me, should I tell the, the children what we have, have in our estate and what we are doing to leave it to them? And I usually say it's a good idea to do that. Make sure that people are aware of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and that you're trying to treat everybody equally. Mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld once said, there is no such thing as fun for the whole family. Uh, it varies from family to family, um, but it is important to have equality in the family, and that's going to help avoid family feuds. Um, I wonder what we do in a situation where we know there's a dispute already ongoing in a family. Uh, I wonder if there's things that we can do. Uh, you're not really a family counselor. I guess you are in some ways, but there must be ways in which we can settle disputes sometimes and at least bring it out in the open and talk about it and find out if there isn't a way to get the family together. Because well, sometimes I suggest to people that if they are making up their documents, their trusts, their wills, their other uh, legal documents, maybe they want to bring the family in to talk about it all together. Like it's a family the, conference? Yes. Somewhat like I just discussed about personal property. Have everybody aware of what you're doing and talk it out. Talk it out ahead of time. You know, that's a good idea. I've seen situations in which um, the children have absolutely no idea how much money the parents have. And then when the parents are gone, they're shocked to find out maybe they have a lot of money. And they, they weren't aware of that. We're shocked to find out that one of them has been disinherited because they were so nasty during life. Mm. That always surprises the nasty person, amazingly. (laughs) Here's a quick quotation with no author attached to it. Love your family, spend time, be kind, and serve one another. Make no room for regrets. Tomorrow is not promised, and today is short. I love that one. Yeah, I like that quote. I'd like to know who wrote that one, actually, but I don't. Well, I think there's important ways to mend fences in a family, and I think that can be just as important as saying, well, I've got a family that's dysfunctional and doesn't talk together. Maybe a suggestion could be made that uh, there be a party at the end to bring everybody together, or maybe you could do it while you're um, alive, actually. But coming back to documents for a moment, as we talk about things that we can do, there's always charity. And if you don't have a family that you care about or that doesn't care about seeing you and doesn't care about you, you can always make gifts to charity, right? Absolutely. Um, Not to get too technical, but if you have a large estate and you don't have a lot of family that you want to give the estate to and you think that you're going to have an estate tax implication upon your death, Give to charity because every gift to charity reduces your estate by the amount of that gift. It may eliminate any need to pay estate taxes. I have a a client locally who has an estate of, I think, about $5 million and doesn't have any family, doesn't have any children, no wife, and he is leaving all of his estate to various charities upon his death. There won't be any estate taxes due, and he's doing good work. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people do think about family. We're talking about family feuds this morning and some of the 
strange things that happen in public and some of the strange and sometimes funny things that you see in your business. We're talking with attorney Tenny Lance from Lancelot Inc. But there are a lot of people well-known who say some very positive things about family also, like Brad Pitt. Everybody's heard of Brad Pitt. He said, a family is a risky venture because the greater the love, the greater the loss. That's the trade-off, but I'll take it all. Very good expression. And Walt Disney, think of all the happiness that Walt Disney brought to this world. He wrote, a man should never neglect his family for business. Isn't that interesting? Yes. When you think about what a successful business person he was. Very difficult thing to do as you're a young person in business with all the demands that that brings. Well, I have to say overall that I'm pretty happy with my family, Tenny. Do you feel the same? Oh, absolutely. I'm very proud of both of our children. They have done wonderful things. They have given us absolutely beautiful, lovely, well-behaved grandchildren. We're very, very lucky. Mostly (laughs) well-behaved. Almost always. But they're young. They still have lots to learn, don't they? But we love them anyway. We love them dearly. Here, too. Here in my family. Here, too. Talking about family, do you think it's a good idea to have family get-togethers and family reunions? Um, Generally, yes. (laughs) It depends, I guess, on the family and whether that's a good idea. As you know, I have a a very large, old, uh, historic family came over on the Mayflower and all of that. And every once in a while, we'll have a how reunion, and they come from all over. They come from uh, Georgia and out west and all kinds of places to get together and say hello to each other. Cousins. Cousins are great. I want to give you my last quotation for the morning, which comes from Martin Luther. Now, when you think of Martin Luther, you think of the, the Protestant Reformation. You think about a fairly stern person. Um... He wrote, spare the rod and spoil the child, that is true. But beside the rod, keep an apple to give him when he has done well. Mm. I'm surprised that that came from Luther, you're right. Yep. (laughs) Well, family feuds are interesting, and I want to come back to one particular point that we've talked about, which is in the trust. Have you had situations in which you've said, there's a reward for you if you do certain things, like college, for example. Have you ever had that situation? Yes. As we've said, there can be all kinds of carrots and sticks inserted into a trust. Uh, In order to get an inheritance, people would have to do certain things. They might have to finish their education, or they might have to go through substance abuse or get a job or whatever, but um, it's often a, an interesting and useful thing to put into a trust distribution pattern. I want to come back and, and talk about something that's been in the news very recently. It's not exactly on topic, but I think it's important to mention. We need to be concerned uh, in looking at companies and supporting companies that are staying in the U.S. and doing business in the U.S., um, Phil, do you like Oreos? I do, very much. Well, this is a private show, so I can mention a couple of things. I read just recently that the Oreo company, which is owned by Nabisco, which in turn is owned by a Mexican company, 
has just recently closed its Chicago. operation in Chicago, yeah. Yeah. laid off 600 employees yes. in Chicago, and all those jobs are going to Mexico. Yes, so sad. So I'm thinking that this might give me the incentive I need to finally give up eating Oreos at night. Carrier air conditioning, the same. Avon, Avon, Avon Beauty Products. Just recently, Avon. Just recently, yeah. they're going to close 2,500 jobs in New York, and they're going to move their operations over to England. But they do the same with automobiles for the Pfizer. most part. Yeah. Pfizer, so many. So I find it an unhappy trend, unfortunately, in this country. And I think going forward, we need to think about those kinds of products and maybe express our displeasure if we're not happy about the fact that jobs are leaving this country and still happening. Um, Marriott recently made a big Marriott Corporation, which owns all the hotels, made a bid for, I think it was Starwood, Starwood. Corporation. Oh. That's another big hotel chain. Well, just recently, a offer came in from a Chinese holding company higher than what Marriott has offered, trying to take over the bid for the Starwood Hotel so they can own it. So well, we have all these other outside forces coming in. Sure. Maybe sometime, Ray, it would be an interesting program to talk about the taxes, the, um, the way they are set up in the country, and how that impacts business decisions. Sure. It's not necessarily a tough decision. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad decision of the company for its investors. It's because of the tax system. Yep. Well, bottom line is today we've been talking about family feuds. I want to thank attorney Tenny Lance from Lance Law, Inc. for being with us this morning. Don't let there be a feud in your family. Make sure your legal documents in particular are in shape and you benefit the people that you want to benefit. Thank you so much for listening to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you again next week on the radio. 